0: everybody josh neighbors here you are watching the neighborhood watch here on crystal ball college football and the 365 sports network wherever you are listening to us or watching us however you're doing it we appreciate you all making us a part of your day on today's show we're attacking some big concepts what does the big 12 want slash need out of its 2023 college football season what is it they want to happen? What is it they need to happen for the conference to continue on what feels like an upward trajectory right now? We're going to dive into those things. Want you all to give your thoughts as well in the comment section, as always. Uh, please, please, please continue to subscribe. We're five plus days a week, college football content, uh, college sports content, college football, college basketball. Big 12 related. We cover conference realignment as well. We'll have game previews, game reviews, odds, all of those things. I'll be tacking those on a week-to-week basis. So make sure you all subscribe. Find us wherever you get your podcast. That's one area, folks. that We have been fantastic with the YouTube. We have not done great with the um, – which takes time with podcasting. But please, if you all can't watch us on YouTube, I encourage you. So if you're driving and you might put the YouTube video on – I encourage you all to go and listen. It's safer. And also, too, it does help us grow the brand there. Leave a five-star review. That always helps as well. Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those places. So some of you folks had asked me about what coverage will look like during the season. And some of you folks kind of came uh, when I was doing Locked On Big 12, kind of came in the off season when I was hitting a lot of the big picture stuff. And so you don't know what the coverage is like during the year. So on these shows, it's easier to hit every single game because the conference was 10. Even though it's going to be 14, then 12, then maybe more again, we'll see. Every single week, we're going to be previewing games leading up to it, and then coming out of the week, we're going to have, you know, usually on Sunday, like the biggest results will go first, and we'll talk about everything, but we'll circle back to some stuff as the week goes along. So that's what our coverage will look like. And a lot of it's going to be odds-focused, but a lot of it's odds-focused to explain where teams are, right? If a line is seven and a half, you know, if Texas Tech is – uh, seven and a half point underdog at Oklahoma state. We're going to dive into the reasons why a line looks like that and highlight how a team's playing positional matchups, all of those things, a pretty standard breakdown. But for me, as somebody who's not a football player, it's easier for me to use the odds As somebody who's, you know, a pretty big sports betting person using the odds to attack. That is an easier way to do it. And obviously we'll be hitting on big picture stuff as well. Team previews for all 14 teams are coming. We'll probably start those in July. That's why I did that last year. We'll do the same thing. But every single team is going to have – we're going to have an expert from somebody who covers a team, whether it be podcasts, writers, whatever. Somebody will be here on this channel to preview every single Big 12 team going into the year. We'll have predictions as well. So there you go. That's kind of the setup here. Find all the places you can find us and what's to come. I thought it was important after uh, Memorial Day to kind of attack now – some bigger picture stuff when it actually comes to the football. Realignment stuff, we'll get to. But football, let's talk about it. So I I narrowed it down to three things I think the Big 12 would like slash needs. And some of them are related. Some of them are not. Um, You all may disagree. You all may have other things that you need more. These were just the three big ones that came to my head. And I have them in order um, of – importance short term to long term though so i'll just tell you my number one is the big 12 does not want or need oklahoma or texas winning the league my number two is kansas state baylor tc or oklahoma state back in the big 12 championship game and maybe even threatening to go to the college ball playoff i'll explain that one too and then uh three i had new team success slash everybody being all in slash you know everybody being competitive so the reason why, like number two to me on this list is more important than number one long-term. But short-term, you know, on their way out, you do not want Oklahoma or Texas to win the conference, right? Because if you look at the last couple years in the league, I've mentioned this a bunch, let's mention it again. The last three years, six separate schools have played for the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma, Iowa State back in 2020, followed up by Oklahoma State, and then uh, Baylor back in 2021, and then Kansas State and TCU back in 2022. And guys, might I add, I mean, my God, three incredibly compelling games. Uh, Oklahoma's, Oklahoma versus Iowa State maybe a little less so, but I mean, it was, it was in the balance at the very end of the game. Uh, Oklahoma State and, and uh, Baylor decided at the goal line, At the goal line in that game, decided Kansas State and TC very much. Now, the winner was a field goal, but decided very much at the goal line with that stand. Still, some debate today about whether somebody got over the line and the play calling, all those kinds of things. Still, debate today about that. But these they've had these incredibly compelling matchups due to the fact that there has been a lot of turnover. Well, it would actually make a lot of sense this year. That a Texas or even Oklahoma make it ma- make it back, but especially Texas, right? Because it seems like their time. Kansas State, it seemed like it was their time last year. TCU kind of went and grabbed the brass ring there and said it's our time. But you see what I'm saying here. Like These teams kind of have their come up, and Texas is the one that we can clearly identify. Now, we've had a lot of schools, once again, come out of nowhere, but that's the one Texas that I think everybody has identified as a school that should, should be there in the Big 12 championship game In 2023, whatever hype you want to say, oh, Texas overhyped, even if you want to say, you know, it was, you know, uh, you know, horns up, horns down, whatever, uh, Texas back, all those things. It's hard to deny the talent level on their roster in 2023, compare, especially when you go next level and then begin to compare that to the rest of the league. It feels like, (coughs) excuse me, it feels like they've had talent that has played. And the rest of the league has got talent, but it's it's not a, you know, the collection of guys is a little bit different, right? The Big 12 had a, a good group of guys go to the NFL off TCU at first round picks, you know, guys like Tyree Wilson, you know, even Texas lost guy, like B. John Robinson, right? There were guys kind of all over the place, you know, you, uh, you know, Anton Harrison at tackle uh, all these guys, you know, going to the league and the Big 12 hadn't had many high round draft picks as of late. They had a big year in the draft this year, which is great, right? It's good, but kind of, you know, makes you wonder about the talent level elsewhere. So it would make sense for them to go. But here's the thing, is that if Texas were to make it, and let's just say they played Kansas State, which I think is, to me, the most likely Big 12 championship game, feels like Texas versus K-State. Now, everybody says things, you know, best laid plans, all those things, right? But, you know, if that happened, that would not be surprising. If Texas beat K-State in the Big 12 championship game, just wouldn't be that surprising, right? Because it feels like a matchup we might get. Now, you know, we'll see what happens down the line once we eventually get there, but it feels like something very possible. It feels like something that could, you know, once again, very much in reality. The problem is though, if that were to happen, everybody would be back on the bandwagon of saying, Oh, you know, look, look, Oh, these schools, you know, they're, they're winning the title on the way out and look at them. They don't need, they don't need the big 12. They're better than the big 12. It would also give Oklahoma and Texas fans that, that too. And perception wise, you would be in a spot where it feels like, oh yeah, they can justify, it. especially a Texas one because OU ran the league for so long, so it's easier to justify them being down right now because they had a long run of dominance. It's just going to take, uh, you know, either uh, Brent Venables, you know, some more time or the right person time because we know that you can win at Oklahoma. It's been done, especially in recent memories, and and so I think there is that perspective. So the kind of it would be worse if Texas won. It would be worse because OU had dominated for a long period of time. If Texas did it, you know, you would say like Oklahoma is probably out of the two, the program that feels most ready to go to the SEC in terms of recent success. Texas actually talent-wise feels like they're a bit bit closer and ready, but like sustaining, winning, um, you know, CFP trips, all of those things. OU in it, at least like last five, 10 years has had the upper edge in that. But Texas winning it you know would just kind of be Texas is much more disliked than Oklahoma across this league it's not even close and not even just across that league like other like arkansas here guys people hate texas they hate them absolutely hate texas they they hope texas lose all the time they are happy when texas loses in baseball they're happy when texas loses in basketball they loved it when miami beat them in the tournament i mean they were so tickled when all of those things happened and so you know i think that's a sentiment that a lot of fan bases share And I think if we kind of put that, move that, you know, to other places, like we all, we all do not love Texas. And so for them to be like, we're back, screw the league, screw you all, we're out of here, we're taking this with us and we don't need the big 12 anymore. We're better. And also I can guarantee you pundits would be like, yeah, Texas and OU, you know, OU dominated for so long and Texas finally got their big 12 championship and it just shows that they're ready to leave the league. Narratively, it would not be very good, right? It would not be very good. The only sport, like I feel like this is leg- this is legitimate, like in softball. And there's a lot of, I mean, Oklahoma State. My God, the College World Series, right? Th- that's a sport where Oklahoma is is the best in the, in the in the sport, and Texas has been number two right there for most of the year. Uh, you know, were, you know, really good for at least recently, very very good as a softball school, right? We even saw it last year. And so those two schools, test wise, week in week out, like they they resemble more SEC schools in softball. That, that's the best league. That is the best challenge for them. They belong there in that. But like the other sports, there's really no real justification for saying uh, they need to be elsewhere. They should be elsewhere. It's just because their branding has been so good throughout the years. They do make a lot of money. That's why they are going to go to the SEC. And once again, guys, the SEC is full of schools like mine, Missouri, that do not, do not hold a candle in terms of interest comparatively to Oklahoma to Texas. So I'll even have been my own mother, Vanderbilt, you know, Kentucky, the world when it comes to football, uh, you know, uh, South Carolina, big inter- their state, they love it, big interest, you know, our, Arkansas. Still, those schools aren't even the brands that OU and Texas are. So branding-wise, sure. When it comes to results-wise, not necessarily, but just because the result would be happening and we're such a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type deal – OU still carries, and if they have a decent year too, of OU just goes like eight and four, but Venables turn to the round, we've seen OU win before, and Texas got the Big 12 championship, they're ready to move on, they're ready to go to the big show. Right. So narratively, whether it's right or wrong, and guys, I'm not saying I agree with this. I want to put this out there. I don't agree with that. That's why I said in the beginning, it would be natural. It would be so natural for, for Texas to win this year. They should, gosh darn it, they should win. There's no reason they should not. They're so talented. There's no reason that, that the school should not be winning, and with that, you know it kind of gets me now to the, to the next point, right? So, point number one: do not let them win. Narratively, whatever it's 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 going to be a difficult pill to swallow. You do not want that to happen. It would make sense though, but narratively, nationally with the way that, you know, folks who don't just focus on the league, it'll be, they're only the next one they've just conquered. You know, OU did conquer for a while. Texas just conquered. They are ready for the big show, and it might put the Big 12 in a smaller spot. And everybody's going to be saying, oh, the Big 12 is a league moving forward. Now that OU and Texas are gone, it's going to be much easier for everybody else to win. Although, you know, before the last two years, it was other folks winning the league. This gets us to point number two. Kansas State, Baylor, TCU, or Oklahoma State back in the Big 12 championship game. Feels like a, a decent likelihood of this. And here's why I want them back and I want them winning it. So, when I was doing Locked On Big 12 and after uh, TCU lost to Georgia, I had a really thoughtful I think conversation just with myself with a lot of with, with you all the fans in the comment section, with a lot of Georgia fans that were there too, um, other hosts at Locked On. the, the conversation essentially was what does a big 12 school have to do to close the gap? I even talked with Spencer McLaughlin about this over locked on pack 12. What does a big 12 school need to do to close the gap? Right. And the one thing I can think of right now off the top of my head, guys, that is something that, that, that a school can do to close the gap on others is just start to win and start to win a lot. And because winning begets what, win- like what, what the big 12 needs is a school that gets to Clemsoning levels because I've used the Clemson analogy a whole lot. I feel like Clemson is a strong example of what building a championship when nobody sees it coming, you know, wh- what you can do. Because Clemson for a long time, they were Clemsoning, right? A big 12 school needs to get to that Clemsoning point and hopefully break through. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's possible in modern college uh, in, in the way the, the money gap is about to grow. I right, mentioned this the other day. We're talking about this with John Kurtz. I mean, could be in a spot here soon. Guys We're like Jamie Chadwell does well at Liberty and uh, Indiana, or let's just say, let's just say Oklahoma state got uh, fired. Mike Gundy, once again, just randomly saying this Oklahoma state, pretty good program. Very well built up. Jamie Chadwell could probably do a lot better there. It's a, be- it's a better recruiting ground than Indiana is, but Indiana can pay him and his assistants a lot more because they're getting just a, you know, what load of cash from the big 10 things might change. I don't know if it's possible, but the one thing I know is if you start winning, and you keep winning, man, like you're gonna get you're gonna get a shot at it. You're gonna get, and if you keep getting shots at, it, eventually it feels like you can kind of crack the code, or you hope you can crack the code. Now, in a 12-team playoff, it's gonna be much more challenging because you have to win more games, right? The thing is, TCU won one game in the playoff last year. They only needed two to win. In the in the new one, new CFP, you will need three wins to win it all. If you have an automatic you know, a first round bye. You will need four. TC would need four to win it all last year. That means you're playing Michigan and then a Clemson and then a Georgia and then Ohio State, like in some various order. Maybe you get a Utah or something like that as a break in one of those games. But you're playing really good teams back to back to back to back to back in a 12-team playoff. That's why I think it's you know people say, okay, I think 12-team playoff is better for the sport, but also people are saying, well, you're the same winners. Yeah, it's fine. At least there's more opportunity, and I think opportunity. Is a good thing but winning at that level you know is the amount of teams that are in it is going to go up it's good and also our bowl games will get better not a whole lot of guys sitting out of the orange bowl now in the orange bowl is a cfp game it feels like at least so that is the point of all this It's like you gotta win you gotta keep winning and i've mentioned the brands that i think are the best shot oklahoma state's built such a good program there under mike gundy that they consistently feel like they should be a winner tcu and baylor with their location and the amount of money and some of the success they've had, right? Like Baylor, I've made this case a bunch. Baylor has won uh, at a 10-plus games under three separate coaches in the last 15 years. Art Bryles, Matt Rule, and Dave, uh, Dave Aranda have all won 10-plus games. They've all taken them to pretty high heights. Dave Aranda beats Ole Miss in a sugar bowl. You see what I'm saying with that. TCU goes to the Big Twelve, goes to the College ball Playoff, wins a game, beats Michigan, does not trail once in the game. They go and get flattened by Georgia, but still they made it there. All right, and then Kansas State, obviously high marks last year. They're the one that this year feels like most equipped to do it. But the Big Twelve needs a team. You know, as fun as the competition level is in this league, they almost need a team to assert their dominance. The one thing Fo- I mentioned this before too. One thing that Fox liked that we talked about was Fox liked the fact. The Big 12 games are so competitive and week in, week out, you're not sure about who's gonna win the games. They had compelling games from wire to wire, all season long, different matchups. I mentioned the different teams making the Big 12 championship game. All of that stuff is compelling from a standpoint of what does this look like, right? Like what does the product look like? But when it comes to winning at the highest, excuse me, winning at the highest level, you need it to be fewer schools. You need to be fewer schools. That's what wins you championships, guys. There are three SEC schools that are winning, that win championships. Georgia, I feel like really now at this point, like Florida doesn't do it anymore. Uh, You know, um, Auburn, obviously, Cam did it, but it's not something that's been necessarily sustainable there. When it comes to football, it has been Georgia, it has been Alabama, and it's been LSU. Those are the three that feel like they can do it uh you know like those are three sec schools right now i feel pretty comfortable saying would not be surprised to win a championship if anybody else in the sec were to win a championship i would be surprised very very surprised and uh i'm not even sure lse this year i would think they would win um they still have a little bit ways to go so you know you you're seeing like those you're trying to catch and that's why the consistent winners are the folks that you need to catch and the only way you can do that is being a consistent winner so while I love competition, and I love the cycling of the league, and I love all the new schools we get to see every year in and year out, the Big 12 almost needs for it to be less competitive at the top so they can get these teams going back. Because like that's how you kind of do it. You trial and error. You lose, you fail. clemson like getting the top and then falling. Oklahoma getting the top, falling. Eventually, you feel like you're going to be able to, to break through at some point in time. OU almost did against Georgia. So that's, that's what it feels like where you have to get on that one. My third point here about what the Big 12 needs out of this season – New team success, I feel like they want to have at least one team for the sake of narrative that is knocking on the door of, of, I want one team in November to be involved in the Big 12 championship race, like top four. I want one of the new teams to be there. I don't think they will be, but I would love for that if that happened, because I think it would, it would prove something, that, hey, they did make some good additions here. Hey, you know, these schools are ready to compete immediately. Uh, I think that's what they need. They need one of those schools to have like a really strong year and be in the big 12 title conversation because it'll kind of make validate those schools, especially with OU and Texas in the league. It'll validate those schools that they beat them playing at a higher level, but that one's lesser down. So OU in Texas not to win feels like more of a short-term thing. Long-term you want those schools, KSU, Baylor, TC, Oklahoma state, the four schools in the last two years getting back. And then also a new team success. Let me know what you all think about all these. I want to hear your all's thoughts. What is the? What do you all want to see the most? We're going to keep attacking these ideas and talk with some folks about what they think when it comes to kind of some of the individual teams along those lines. But I want to know what you all think about these ideas about what the Big Twelve needs out of their 2023 football season to try and remain, you know, trying to remain uh, culturally, I guess, or uh, top of the college ball culturally relevant moving forward. I'm not talking about realignment. I'm talking about performance. What does the Big 12 need on the field? All right, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. You guys can find me on Twitter at, uh, at NWPod365, at Josh Neighbors underscore. The backdrop will change. We'll get the graphics working here soon as well. Change those up. It's all happening here. NWPod365 Neighborhood Watch. Appreciate you all watching. to next time, my friends, we'll talk to you tomorrow.